0: everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Uh, with another edition. it's game day. Um, it's midnight on the West Coast. It's 3 a.m. out east. I've been already ready for the game, working on a bunch of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I want to talk with you about today's game. And um, I want to address a couple issues. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm looking at, what I'm expecting. And, um, of course, after the game, I'll have a podcast where I'm going to address a lot of things. Um, I'm going to also tell you after the game who I think will be the next coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Purely opinion, but what I think. And uh, I, I want to address what I'm expecting today. I'm going to make my prediction for today. And really dive in a little bit. Now, I want to, one of the things that, uh, by the way, thank you all for our growth. I appreciate it so much. You guys are liking and you're subscribing and you're sharing. Um, I think yesterday we had 12 or 13 pieces of content. And, you know, there are lots of great people. We are not, by any stretch of the imagination, the only ones that do a good job covering the Las Vegas Raiders and i want you to know i would never even insinuate that cuz it's not truthful but i would also tell you pay people if you're going to pay for subscriptions who give you something different than what we give you don't pay for the same stuff that, that's that's futile and and but but we're not the only ones and when i say that sometimes i think people take that the wrong way there's some really great ones that cover this team and that i consider friends so i don't not refer to that um, but without you guys, the growth is wonderful, and we just added a new feature that's 100% free. Never miss another deep dive, another breaking story. Um, <clears throat> another one of our amazing content from our team of writers. Um, when you go to our website, si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders, in the upper right hand corner, there's a link that says newsletter. Just click that. And you can sign up. We don't sell your information, but three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll send you an email with all the latest stories so you'll never miss anything again. It's 100% free. Please take the time to go do that. I'd appreciate it if you would. Um, <clears throat> again, also thank you for following us on Instagram, IG, and at HondoSR, uh Senior, and then for following me on X or Twitter at Hondo Carpenter. But I want to address something because someone said something that I thought was very powerful on social media, and um, I wanted to address it. I have always endeavored with you guys. You may not agree with my opinions, and I'm fine with that. I'm not God. And, you know, I know a lot of media who get upset when people disagree with them and talk down to them. That's just dumb to me. You guys are my bosses, number one. Number two, um, the only time I ever get irritated with people is not when they disagree with me, but when they'll make statements like, Josh Jacobs quit on this team. Okay, well, I'm there. I know Josh. I know the situation. He didn't quit on this team. He didn't quit on this team. So I get angry, not when people disagree with me, but when they attack other people's character, and I know it to be not truthful. That that does irritate me, and I admit it 100%. Not me, but when it's other people. And um, someone said to me, I know you want AP, but what do you think happens? And I said to them, I'm going to address this on my post-game podcast. Um. But I said to them, you know, I, 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 that just percolated up here for a while. And I do want AP to get the job. You all know that. But I felt like you all deserved an explanation of at least why I feel that way. You can totally agree with me. I'm good with that. I'm not God. I'm happily married to the most wonderful woman in the world. And guess what? She disagrees with me from time to time. There have been times I've had opinions, and an hour and a half later, I change my opinion. I disagree with me. I get that. I want you to know that doesn't bother me, and I have no problem when you say, "Hey, I disagree with you." But I want to tell you why I want a p to get it because I do have a reason, and I think it's a valid one. You may not, which is fine, but I but it's just not wantonly wanting him to get it. There's a reason. And so I'm going to talk about that. If you've listened for very long, you've heard me tell the story. Uh, Matt Millen is a dear friend of mine. I love Matt. And many of you know, a few years ago, we almost lost Matt. And thank God he was able to get a heart transplant. And by the way, he's doing very well. I talked to him just the other day. And Pat is doing well His beautiful wife. Um, But Matt said to me, every NFL team, their fans think they're part of the team. But the Raiders is the only team where the players think the fans are part of the team. And I told you, that just, you ever had something said to you that just got down in your heart? And you took it and you're like, you grabbed it and thought, man, I got to pontificate that. I got to think about that. It was one of the most powerful things I've ever heard in sports. Now, growing up in the Midwest, every Monday night seemed like was the Raiders. And so I remember watching Monday Night Football with my dad every week. It was a big deal. My my, my dad loved football. It was the only night I got to stay up past my bedtime. My bedtime was nine o'clock when I was little. And uh, I know it's hard to believe I was ever little, but I was little and my bedtime was nine when I was little. And I was allowed on Monday nights to stay up late as long as on Tuesday I was good. Didn't have any attitude issues. If I did, then I wouldn't get to stay up the next Monday night. And it was great to watch those with my dad. Well, my dad loved the toughness of the Raiders. He loved the way Al Davis ran the Raiders, all of that. So while we weren't fans, we were certainly extremely respectful of the Raiders. And so um, I always had great respect for the Raiders. And then with my friendship with Matt, it just grew. And through Matt, I got to meet Al Davis a couple of times. And and exponentially, my respect went through the roof because I just think so highly of Al Davis. And primarily because of stories I can't share now. One day I will, but I can't share now about Al and things that Matt taught me about Al. And so when Matt said that, I took it to heart So four years ago when the Raiders moved here I moved here to cover the team And one of the only reasons I was willing to walk away From the Big Ten and covering some other things uh, To do this Was because it was the Raiders They're an iconic franchise I don't know that I would have moved anywhere else to cover any other team. In fact, I'm I'm almost certain, maybe one other team, but I, I'm almost certain I wouldn't have gone anywhere else. Because of what I had learned about the Raiders, this was unlike any franchise, committed to the fans, committed to the players. Matt talked about that. Um, you saw it. It was something about the Raider organization. They were always about, as Al said to me, Raiders. I don't know if you guys remember this, but first time I met Al Davis, I'm with Matt Millin. Matt says, Hey, Al, this is my friend Hondo. I told you about, he's one of our beat guys that covers us. But, and he introduced me and now you have to understand Al was very, very short. I'm not. And Al looked at me and he went, It was so much fun. It was it was hilarious. And uh I'll never forget that as long as I live. And and so the Raiders were just different. And I respected it. I still do. So I watched John Gruden, who I had a very, you know, very much respectful relationship with him and a good one. Um And watching those Raiders when I first got out here and covering the team and all that they went through was fascinating to me. And then I watched John lose his his job and Rich Passaccia come in. And I watched the way the players rallied around him and went to the playoffs and how that team wanted him for all the right reasons. Now, I know of teams, I've covered teams, where the players wanted a coach because they could run them over. And I have said many times, I don't believe you just hire a coach because the players like him. And I believe that. But Rich was different. It wasn't just because the players liked him. He was tough. Was he a strategic X's and O guy? No. He was a special teams guy, but so was John Harbaugh. And as you know, my friend and mentor Rick Goslin, considered by many the greatest NFL writer of all time, um, has said many times he can't he can't believe more special teams coaches don't get jobs. Um, some of the greats were special teams coaches. Because they touch both the offense and the defense. A defensive coordinator just deals with defensive players. An offensive coordinator just deals with offensive players. But a special team guy deals with everybody. And the way they played for him, he was tough, was demanding. But I thought, okay, the way this franchise is, they, the way they listen to their players, the way they listen to their fans. He's not just a coach that the players run over because they don't run over him. This is a no-brainer. And Mark ignored his locker room. So along comes Antonio Pierce. I don't need to get into a litany of his resume. I've already gone over with you the similarities between him and Art Shell, him and Tom Flores, um, him and John Madden. He is a, a guy that is a leader of men. Now, I know this isn't going to be popular, and I'm going to get ripped for it. I'm fine with that. I'm good. Go ahead, rip me. Like it or not, Josh McDaniels is extremely respected in the National Football League for his X's and O's. I know a lot of you are like, Pfft. he failed twice miserably, and he did. But doesn't change the fact. Widely respected for X's and O's. But failed as a leader of men. Here comes AP. Not the ex is an old man that Josh McDaniels is. And I believe AP would tell you that because he's ruthlessly honest. But what is he? He's a leader of men. He puts a boot in guys' butts, he loves them like Basachi but he leads them. I had an NFL player say this to me this week who's had dealings with with um, Mike Tomlin as a position coach and has had dealings with Antonio Pierce as a position coach who told me the same guy exact same guy and said, I, "I I would love for him to get the job. Because he's Mike Tomlin, and he's going to be great for the Raiders. He will hire coaches who are the X's and O's guy. He doesn't have to do anything with Patrick Graham. But he'll hire the guys who are X's and O's guys at coordinators. And let's roll, is what he's going to say, and go make it happen. So here is Mark Davis. Now, you guys also know, I highly respect Mark. I think he's an honorable and a good guy. I have seen nothing from Mark that makes me say scumbag, jerk. I've seen some bad decisions that I didn't agree with, but I've seen bad decisions in my own life I didn't agree with. But here comes Mark Davis. Who I believe has been very open about his feelings about his football acumen compared to his father. And I've always said, 100 times better businessman than his dad. But I don't think he has a lot of confidence in his ability and acumen. I think it's why he so desperately wants a great leader. He wanted a John Gruden gives him a ten year deal. Believes that Josh McDaniels, because everybody else in the league respects him as a is and old guy. All right, let's go pay him a ton of money. And I want Mark Davis to succeed. I do. Not a Raider fan, but I'm a I'm a fan of good people, and they're good people. I want AP to get it for several reasons. I want him to get it because I believe he's earned it. The way he has taken this team, this is a team that's two coaches short of a full staff, with a staff he didn't pick, throwing out a bunch of the playbook, multiple big-time players injured on the offensive side, trying to put something together. I had a person say to me the other day, they haven't done a ton of adjustments on offense, clearly then you're not watching. Aiden O'Connell's a different quarterback with his ball protection. He's second only to C.J. Stroud, I believe, according to PFF, is where I read it. Um, to C.J. Stroud, the second highest rated rookie quarterback. Protecting of the football. Goes on the road. They don't win that game if he's the Aiden O'Connell of old with the turnovers that we saw earlier, oh, under Josh McDaniels. And, again, he's gotten better every week despite down two offensive coaches. He inherited a a terrible offense with a lot of weapons, but a terrible offense. But I said to this person, okay, what do you want him to do? You play on a Sunday, Monday and Tuesday are off days. You come in for treatment. Wednesday is your first work day. And then Thursday, that's where you implement the game plan. Friday is a simple walkthrough. And then Saturday, you relax, getting ready for the game. So you have two practices. How much do you expect to implement in two practices, which are an hour and 15, an hour hour and 30 minutes? How much do you fully expect to overhaul the team? Oh, by the way, with a rookie offensive coordinator. No one is pretending this offense is where it should be. I'm not pretending that. I don't think any of you are. But when you look at everything he's had going against him, he's four and four. The team is fighting. They're not the same team. If you say they're the same team, and we're talking about the eye test, how they play. Then you're being disingenuous. If you say you don't want AP, I'm good with that. Then just be honest and say it's not who I want. I want Harbaugh or I want Gruden or you want whoever. Okay, that's that's cool. Here, that's that, that, that. I'm not going to call you out for that opinion. Those are great coaches. But to say, oh, they're just the same, then and not take into everything that he's had to deal with. That's unfair, unfair, and disingenuous. So you look at everything that he has to do, deal with, excuse me. You look at how they've responded. The defense now, tremendous. The offense, spectacular? No. But still, two major outbursts against two not very good teams. But I have a question. How many times in the past have the Raiders lost? And not performed against teams they should have and played down to their competition. You can very easily say, okay, the Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Yep, Minnesota game was terrible. Shouldn't have lost it. Indianapolis should not have lost it. But the defense didn't, didn't not show up. And in both games, Aiden didn't throw four or five interceptions. You know, you're down multiple offensive linemen. You're down your number one tight end. You're down your your uh, uh, running back. And again, this is the NFL. You play with who's ever there. Now, I'm not making an excuse. I'm pointing out reality. They still should have been better. But this team has responded to him. And here's my deal. The way the team has responded to him, the way you see the way he jumped on Marcus Peters and then eventually cut him, the way you see um, the way he dealt with Jack Jones, the way you've seen how he's dealt with people, how he's been above board, he's been honest. And then I've had people say, well, Honda, you know, you keep telling us, look at what the players are saying. You know, what do you expect them to say? Okay, that's a very fair statement. But I also talk to them off the record. I know what they're saying. And I think it's important to give them a little bit of respect. They know how to say, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's. Yeah, you know, hey, I I don't want to say anything. This is Mark Davis's decision. No, they're coming out. Yeah, here's how I feel. Now, if you say, eh, Hondo, I don't believe either. Okay, not mad at you at all. That's fine. You're, you're welcome to believe whatever you want. I'm not God. I know what I believe because I talk to him on the record, off the record. I know what they feel. And so I want him to get it because I think he's earned it. I want him to get it cuz I want Mark Davis to have a tremendous relationship with his locker room. And I I know that's who they want. Now, several weeks ago I told you I had a player say if we continue to improve and he doesn't hire him he's going to have a mutiny. And I want to explain what I meant by that. Do I think a bunch of players are going to wholesale walk away? No, they have contracts. They're not going to hold out to get traded. But what the player was really saying to me, and, and just so you know, I followed up to make sure, is I, I think it would cost Mark uh, trust from some of those guys. I don't think any of them would hate him. I think it would. And I told you, I had one player say to me, you know, if you don't want to hire a P, that's cool. But just don't say that we listen to the players because this would be two times in two years. I don't want that for Mark. I also know that I believe this is a legacy-defining hire, and I want to go a step farther there. If he hires AP and AP fails, three years from now he gets to go hire whoever he wants. Greater Nation is going to be like, "All right, that's who, we, that's who we wanted. That's who the players want. Didn't work. Go get us the guy you think, Mark." And his legacy's fine if ap gets his team to the playoffs in the next three years then his legacy is look at he rolled the dice like his dad bam bam success and he looks like the hero if he hires ap win or lose marks the hero and his legacy is defined but if he goes to hire anyone else And they don't get him to the promised land. Then his legacy is going to be he turned on his locker room twice, didn't listen to them, and let the potential answer go. That's the reality. And so when someone said, I know you want AP, it's not because I have self-serving purposes. I think John Gruden is a great coach, and I got a good relationship with him. Doesn't hurt me one bit if John Gruden gets his job. Not one. I think the chances are minimal. I think Mark would love it, but I think the chances are minimal. But I think he's still one of the three guys in the race. I like Jim Harbaugh. Covered him at Michigan. Great coach. Great coach. Great coach. Cut his teeth with the Raiders as a quarterback coach. It's going to cost a ton of money, and he will be the boss. I think Mark's been hurt a little bit from that. I think that hurts in the NFL. Very few coaches are able to do that. And make no mistake, if Jim gets hired, no matter what you're told, he's, he's going to be the boss, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what it takes to go get a Jim Harbaugh. But I think that's a risky scenario in today's NFL when I just think it is. And secondly, I, I, I would never root against Jim. Good guy. You can make a case. I mean, he, he's the best candidate for the job. But I don't think he's better than AP for this team right now. And let me go one step farther. If I'm an owner of any of the other 31 NFL teams and I'm hiring a coach, My first choice is Jim Harbaugh. First choice. First choice. He's a winner. Now I have some things I'm going to want to talk to him about and some things I'm going to want clarity on. I wouldn't let him be the de facto GM. And there are some other things I would want to address, but he would still be the number one guy I want to I want to interview. But not here. Antonio's in the seat. It's his seat. And I just think you set Jim up to fail because he's going to come into a locker room that they didn't want him. Doesn't mean they're they're going to be children. They're professional athletes. They're going to play. They're going to play. But you saw how they played for Josh McDaniels, and you've seen how they play for AP. You're hearing your own team scream out, we need stability. Please get us stability. Please. Please. Imagine this. Your best player on your team is Max Crosby, who's played for four coaches, with the potential going into year five I am going into next year with a fifth. Think about that. And so these are all the reasons that go into it. You can disagree with me. I'm just trying to present to you because I respect you. And when someone said to me, I know this is who you want. I wanted you to understand why. Because I am not being a fan. I have a great relationship with AP. I have a great relationship with Harbaugh. Great relationship with Gruden. I'll be fine with any of the three. Good guys. Good football guys. I'm taking this stance because I, as an unbiased observer, I think it's best for the franchise. I think it's best for your owner. He doesn't need another huge deal hanging over his head. When he's got a coach already sitting in the chair. Now, let's talk about what am I looking for today. Several things. Number one, I am looking for this Raider team to come out and make a statement. They want him. They're all pressing for him. Now, here's the deal. Two things about that. Years ago, I covered Michigan State, and they won the Rose Bowl um, playing Stanford. And Mark D'Antonio, the coach of the Spartans, told his team because there's a, in college, there's such a long wait from the end of the year, the Big Ten championship game, waiting for the Rose Bowl. But Mark D'Antonio told his team, don't let the lion out of the cage. It was one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard a coach say. And what he was literally saying is, keep your emotion in, and then when you step on the Rose Bowl field, let it out. Then, don't don't let all your emotion. Up. For example, when I have a story to write or a podcast to to produce, I never talk about it until. I'm ready to do it because sometimes you talk about it and then it now it's no longer top of mind. You forget stuff. I am concerned. The Raiders have let a lot of emotion out this week. It was an emotional week in the building. You saw Patrick Graham fight tears. You saw um, AP get emotional, saw some players get emotional. That's a concern that I have. They so desperately want to make a statement. Did they let the lion out of the cage? Number one. Second concern that I have is that you, when you want something so bad, you press for it. And when you press and don't just play the game, you make mistakes. There's a couple times this year we've watched... Aiden O'Connell or the offense make some mistakes because they were pressing. That's a concern that I have. It's a legitimate concern that I have today. So I'm really weighing this in a big way. So I'm going to, I told you all that because I want you, I always feel, and I'm always going to feel this way. So it's not an apology. I owe you to know what am I thinking up here as I disseminate information to you you know you are graciously taking the time on a sunday morning before a game to talk with me thank you and so I owe you that respect I want you to know what goes into my thinking I believe the raiders are a better team I believe the Raiders players are much more in sync with their coach than the Broncos are. I believe this Raider team is beyond hungry. They're famished. They want to end on a positive note. They want this so bad for AP. We may get out there and you watch the game and don't say anything about the first quarter. Wait till you get into the third before you make this analogy. And you may say in the third quarter, boy, Hondo, you're right. They kind of let the line out of the cage. They look a little flat. Or, boy, you can tell they're pressing. It's just like last week. The the defensive line um, did not get a lot of pressure in Indianapolis. Okay, but did you notice Max is playing at 60%? So they didn't triple team him. And did you notice how many times him and Coons were both double teamed? I had people say this week, oh, they just quit last week. They quit after the Chiefs. No heart. Look at even Max and the defense quit. No, Max is playing at sixty percent, and they now were able to double team Coons and him. They were able to take a triple team off of him because he's at sixty percent, and move one guy over. And long story, but anyways, those are the, nobody quit. So we may get to the third quarter and say, man, they seem flat. They let the lion out of the cage all week or they're pressing. And those will be legitimate things I'm watching for, especially third quarter. I don't remember a team that I've ever covered. And I've done this a long time as hungry. And I told you. I called the Raiders win over the Chiefs. I told you. I just saw it that way. Now, I also told you I had the Chiefs favored in six of the four categories, and you all know I, I do games by 10. I have, I have 10 things I rate. If it's tied, I go with the home team. If it's not tied, I go with the um, team that has the highest score. But that said, I have the Raiders winning six of my four categories in this. And I've, I don't remember a team wanting a game as much as this ever in my career. The only way I, I see the Raiders losing this is if they've let the line out of the cage or they come out pressing, which is legitimate things. That's why I'm talking to you about it before the game. But this team's disciplined. AP has done a masterful job this week making this about the players. Talking to them about, you don't know your future. Make sure you're putting good tape out either for the next coach or your next team. He's made it about them. He's refused. Now, the players have made it about AP, but AP hasn't. He's a man of character. He's a man of integrity. He's a good guy. And so I'm going to go Raiders about why I feel like and why I want him to get the job. In the four years I've covered this team, it is the first time that I felt this team has looked like the Raiders I used to watch as a kid and the Raiders Matt Millen talked about. It's the first time they've been led by a Raider. Rich Bersachia, good man, embodied a lot of what the Raiders are about, and I think he would have morphed into a great coach. I really do. I think he would have done a great job. I think the Raiders would be in the playoffs today, and if he had gotten a the job, and the team would have stability. But they don't. He's not here. And so for all the reasons I gave you about AP, and he's one of yours, he understands his culture. Listen, I'm learning the Raider culture. Now, you know what? People rip me. Oh, I don't want you to be the R B writer You don't understand us. Okay, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But my job's not to be that guy. My job's not to be fan, but I owe it to you to learn your culture i become friends with Violator. I, am, I'm, I, I, I took a day this week, went to LA for a very important deep dive article I've got coming in a few weeks that you are all going to be, wow, I'm learning and gathering as much information as I can, learning the history. I love the articles three times a week, well, during the seasons, it's two times a week where Um, Tom Lamar, one of our writers, who's covered the Raiders for 50 years, writes a history paper. I read those things ravenously. I love meeting you. I told you Jim Otto was my dad's favorite player. I love Jim Otto, getting to talk to him, Tom Flores, all these great people. And as I learn the culture even more, this is the first time you guys have been the Raiders. Listen, John Gruden was a great guy. I like Johnny. I do. Good guy, boisterous, outgoing, flamboyant. But he was a Buccaneer. He was a Philadelphia Eagle. He was a Raider, but he really was just John Gruden. He was his own. He was an icon. Rich Passaccia, super respected football guy. A lot of different things were part of him. Josh McDaniels, he was a Patriot, and they were trying to make things in the Patriot mold. Yes, as a Raider, but they wanted to make it the Patriot way, in silver and black. This guy is one of your own, and I'm going to end with this about AP. All I have ever heard from everybody is Raider Nation is a family. It's all I've ever heard, all I've ever heard. This guy's part of your family. He's one of you. He was telling us a story the other day about his first game, and he's sitting way up high in the Oakland Alameda Coliseum, looking down at the, at the black hole, watching Bo Jackson in a game that uh, – against the Chiefs, his first game and he was emotional about it. He's one of yours. And I have been taught by a great dad that, f- that family's everything. Now, I have some amazing family members who are very successful in business or in other areas of their life that I wouldn't put as a football coach if I owned a team. So you just don't go hire anybody that's a family member, or you could go hire the popcorn guy who grew up a Raider fan. But he gets it because of that resume and the things we talked about. That's the Raider way. That's why I feel that way. Now, coming up this week, probably on Tuesday, but it could be Wednesday. I think it's going to be Tuesday, though. I'm going to have an article for you on the Rooney Rule, explaining it, explaining what has to happen, explaining why did I say, in my opinion, the Raiders should have ignored it. There there was potential penalty. I've told you that. I don't believe the the league would have um, enforced it. I told you other people have told me they didn't think the league would would enforce it. I've had a couple of GMs that told me they thought the Raiders could have got around it. I'm not saying that's accurate or not. I'm giving you their opinion. But the Rooney rule is very specific. And I'm going to talk to you about that on Tuesday so you understand how the whole thing goes. But I felt like you guys deserve me to address all of that. Whoever they hire, I'm going to give you the best, the same great coverage you've got. This isn't going to be a rejection of Hondo. My opinion doesn't even matter, and it shouldn't. And quite frankly, yours shouldn't. The only opinions that should matter in this is Mark Davis's, and based on what we they've told us the Raiders are, the players. And we're going to give you great coverage. It's going to be one of those three guys unless just there's a curveball ball that's unexpected and I I can't think of one. And all three are great coaches and the Raiders will move on. But that's why. And I hope I've presented it to you. I hope even if you disagree with me, that you feel respected that at least I presented why I felt that way. And I hope you understand my prediction for today. I, I know it's early because you're, wouldn't watch this after the game started but for those of you that took time to watch it i want you to know i appreciate you i am grateful for you and i'm thankful for you you're tremendous people i'm going to be out in lot jay rather or the, later today so if you're in the area and you're going to be tailgating please look for me um if you're in the area but don't have a ticket Come on down to Lot J and tailgate. I'm telling you, if you've never been there. And I'm going to tell you, if you're in town and you're a Bronco fan, go to Lot J. There's going to be a lot of them. They're some of the most wonderful people in the entire world. I have learned to, I I have always respected Raider Nation. But I just love them. Great people. And just some of the finest people you ever meet in your life. So from me to you, I appreciate you. We're going to have podcasts every day during the off season, just like we do during, we cover this team 365 days a year. Ain't nothing going to change. We're going to bring you the best coverage that we can and give it to you. We'll see you after the game. I hope you join me on social media, uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter at Hondo Carpenter. Don't forget at the website, si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. Upper right-hand corner is our newsletter, but you can also join us there. We have a live game thread, so maybe you're at work and can't watch. You can just keep updating that. Anytime there's a score, a penalty, a turnover, something big, we just put it right in the thread of the article so you all can get all that information. So from all of us here at the team, thank you for being you. It's the last game of the season. We now go into instantaneously talking about the draft instantaneously. Um, Talking about the combine, talking about free agency, talking about OTAs and mini camps. A lot of stuff going to go on. A lot's going to go on. And we're going to cover it for you every step of the way. Nobody likes to be without football. We've got February, March, April, May, June, July. And finally, we'll get games back in August. We got seven months. Without football. Yeah, we'll have OTAs and yeah, we'll have training camp, and those are fun, but it's not the same. We're going to walk through this together. I appreciate all of you. From all of us here at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, thank you for joining us. It's a game day. Have a great time. We'll see you out a lot, Jay, if you're going to be there. If not, we'll see you at the podcast when we come back after the game. God bless all of you. We'll see you again, like I said, tonight. Bye-bye. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.